Hello, and uh, welcome back to the Handstand cast uh, without Emmett Lewis once again. Uh, Emmett is busy with uh, family things, and uh, here I am again, uh, speaking into the void, and possibly some of you here would have to say. Uh, I am currently in Italy, um, on Sardinia, for a little bit of just vacation-y, vacation-y stuff. Um, that's been a while since I did in my life. Usually when I travel, it's uh, it involves... A whole lot of teaching or performing or whatnot, but now I'm just here to uh, not do any of uh, the previous dimension, and that feels great. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, next up, I'm going to do a million billion shows in Prague uh, during uh, uh, August. So if any of you are there or in the vicinity and want to see the show Knitting Piece that I will be performing there. You can come there and see me being extremely exhausted, uh, doing 17 shows in 21 days, which is going to be rough as hell. Um, so right now, yeah, as I said, kind of resting up a bit to make sure um, I'm sharp and uh, as um, prepared for that as possible. Um, and um, for the topic of tonight's episode starring only me, uh, I thought to talk a little bit about my own training, actually. Um, I guess some are might be interested in like, uh, yeah, so how does a professional train or how do I train or like all these things, like how, how do, how do I pr- approach the practice and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, um, I, to start off, I guess, um, can go through a little bit of history in relation to how I've uh, done my things through the years. Uh, and I mean, I'm neither extremely old nor extremely young, but I've gone through um, now about yeah over 15 years, 17 years of, of rather hard physical training, not all of those years being circus, but um, I've been involved with the physical arts for a while and um, I've done a lot of different, or I had a lot of different approaches to it basically. And uh, I think that one of the, the best lessons uh, that I've gotten is that I've done a lot of bullshit. I've done a lot of bad practice, bad training, bad planning, no planning, um, making a plan and not sticking to it, etc., 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 for years. And um, when it comes to that, like, uh, it's rather evident what works when looking long term, uh, but it can be confusing because other things can seem to be working short term. Um, and I think one of the most important things that has to be mentioned, uh, like before I kind of get into the details of, of how I do things nowadays, is just that like different things will work at different points of your career, like in relation to your life, with how much time you have and so on and so on. So like just that something works for someone at some given point in time doesn't mean that it is the ultimate way of doing or approaching things. The other thing to mention is that age matters a hell of a lot. And I know we are not very happy about that in our culture to talk about it. Like we'd like to say age is just a number and be done with that. And then like pretend that everyone's the same um, regardless of age, but it just isn't. Um, You do in general have a much higher capacity and tolerance to doing a hell of a lot when you're younger compared to older, just on average, like you have individuals, including myself, who uh, is has much higher capacity when they're in their 30s than when they were 17, uh, just based upon like what they actually spent their time doing during, during those different years and building capacity and so on. But 
like all too common to see like we, have, we see these absolute mega beasts coming out on like various social media and they're trained for three years and they're better than everyone and you're just like oh how do they do that um and you don't really have access to seeing like you know, what their kind of physical metrics are in relation to proportions and height and weight and age and all this and usually you find like a, people with high talents um they they tear through it really fast and very often that correlates with not being uh, exactly old um and yeah it's 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 a factor and i remember very clearly from when i was like yeah 18 19 and started like breakdancing and all that and like just went into it full force no rest days no system no nothing but it didn't matter really like it made progress i was new which means when you're new you learn fast because yeah you're all the exposure to a stimulus is new so your body adapts quickly and of course, you're not starting out with the absolute hardest things either. So that like you're kind of moderately progressing as you go along. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, you just like at that age too, you just throw yourself into it like full fire, full full force. Uh, you think you're invincible and you kind of are <laughs> to a degree. And uh, there's often a lot of results that come out of that. Um, and... What I find like the most interesting kind of looking back now, obviously I'm like a quote unquote better athlete and artist now than I was when I was younger. Um, even though like, yeah, I'm 20 years older, but it's, um, it's due to, of course, capacity having been built over time, over years and so on. And then like mental and um, emotional adaptation to the changing circumstances. Um, and I guess that's one of the topics I want to talk like a little bit more about later, because I think that is a very important one. Um, because uh, in general, it is impossible to be peaked all the time at everything. Um, and I'll be getting back to that. But uh, yeah, just seeing how I kind of approach things before versus how I approach things now, I think is one of the I guess I'd say if I say if if I'd point to one thing that might be my strength as a teacher is that uh, I've done a lot of different stuff. I've done a lot of stupid stuff. I've done some stuff that worked. Um, and I have seen people uh, like also go through those various phases and with varying results. Um, and I think, yeah, then you then you get better at um, or like your, your actual kind of um or the metrics you start sizing up after you've seen both the good and the bad and experienced them and so on several times like it starts being more nuanced you start like actually getting getting a little bit more to the heart of what matters uh what matters more and what matters less and so on um and um yeah so but yeah, way back i used to, used to just throw myself into it and it's like i had no system no um Okay, it was just all attack all the time and it worked for a while. Then I got like much more interested in like kind of an analysis of how things work and biomechanics and all of this stuff. And then suddenly I thought that that was the holy grail of, of everything. And I started like analyzing things perhaps a little bit too much. And it became this thing where you kind of you'd film every single time and you start looking at every single detail and and you think that like somehow by this uh, picking everything to pieces that'll like automatically lead to a bunch of results while uh, while it is a tool in your toolbox it's not necessarily what is always very useful either and I think like towards adulthood and particularly with myself who uh, 
I'm quite interested in, in analysis and all this. I fell for that, like, perhaps a bit too much. And I was very aware of all of that and, like, started kind of constructing a cloud castle of how everything needed to kind of be put into some sort of specific system that would work and that would then be translatable to another human being, um, which to a large degree doesn't work. Um, then again, there are certain principles, obviously, like the very, very, very basic ones that are rather boring, intensity, frequency, volume, and so on, that like that do translate. Um, not necessarily the same, but like they are useful terms that help us to kind of um, stratify a little bit the different things that we're, we're doing, and that matters. Um, and I think like through circuit school and stuff, I was very interested in all these things, but I was still very gung-ho, like rest, for example, was something I was sure I didn't need much of because like I could feel that, yeah, I'm, I get too off after I've had rest days. Like I don't feel my body and all that. And like I'd use the examples of bad days after rest days as like, as kind of a proof that like I, I couldn't take days off from handstands because then I get worse at handstands or whatnot. Like, what actually happened and what I've kind of experienced with that type of training style where you you go all the time, you rest very little, is that like it's it's functional for a while uh, up until you easily or at least you get more prone to injury. Um, and it's um, it keeps you consistent because like you you fall into a pattern of consistency where you do the same things and it feels good because it feels like you're like, OK, I'm able to do these things. But then you think that you can combine that with just keep progressing. And that seems to me at this point in time to be more of kind of a false sense. Because if you're going to stay consistent by doing the same things constantly, then you're ending up in a pattern where like if you do more than the things you do consistently, you're going to end up overloading yourself further. And you're going to go in this next day and do more or less the same things again. And What's going to happen is that like you're you're just keep you're you're just you're just surviving basically you're 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 adapting to the stuff but you're you're not allowing the time the body the time to uh, adapt to going further and um and and also I need to, to mention in relation to that like in relation to this with youth I mean we've seen this a hell of a lot with like both students I've had and like others who have seen progress and explode like. 20 years old um have a lot of focus on the training and they're just able to get stronger very fast by just doing the same stuff over and over like with with seemingly no system um seemingly obviously like they they also intuitively know get to know their bodies and all that that's not what i'm saying but uh you, you have a an ability to adapt easier and stronger to those things in my experience from yeah both my own personal experience and from what I've seen coaching others at younger ages, like you can, you can basically survive that and get away with it and progress even easier than later on when you're yeah, in your late twenties, thirties and so on. You kind of see that like you might need to systematize the things a bit more. You might need more uh, recovery time, etc. And I mean, like this is, it's it's evident in all kinds of sports and like in hormones, etc. Like things things do not stay the same throughout your entire life. So um, and like making sure you have an, an understanding that like that matters is is important. Um, also, I think that um, 
yeah, looking at like the things I have done like the last couple of years um, within this stuff, um, like where I feel that I've kind of done more more good adaptive changes, I'd say. I, I feel that I was, I was trying to hold on to this, like I needed to train all the time thing uh, for much longer than I should have in many ways. Also because like, that's what I talk, talked about with kind of the mental and the emotional kind of attachment to it, where you're just like, oh yeah, well, this, this is how I do things. This is how I identify with, with training. I'm a guy that does like this. And then like things change and you need you need to adapt and that doesn't need to be age that might need that might be stuff like well you suddenly have a new job that requires other things you got you got a child you got like a different family situation whatever it is like it might be that like you you need to change because like because trying to stay the same is actually going to be much worse than changing um and that's what i really started seeing after my couple of like the bigger injuries that I've had, like, of course, like any circus artist that is like, or athlete that goes quite hard on high levels, you're prone to injury and things will happen. And I've had many, many, like I've had wrist injuries and shoulder injuries and like all these like things that have happened like now and then through my career that are ouchies. But there's only two major ones that kind of like stopped me from function. And one was in the same show I play now, Knitting Peace, where I hurt my back pretty badly in 2015 and where I was basically out of, commission until or like for six months where I couldn't do much and that started changing me a bit but not enough um, and then it was kind of the like the prolonged uh, issue that I've had with my shoulder that is still present um, like that involves like labor and damage and like yeah there was a rotator cuff tear and so on and I'm able to to deal with it pretty well uh, but it's it's a persistent one and I am still in the process even of just like, okay, how, how do I manage this on a daily basis? Because uh, the expectations like I have to, to my body is just not the same, but it can be weird and frustrating in the way that like some days I am almost feeling like kind of peak shape, like how I was like back five years ago when like everything just felt like I was made of paper and everything was easy. Uh, some days, like, yeah, you have that feeling, but then, like, I, I, I can't, like, and th then you get the feeling, oh, yeah, like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting it again, like, maybe I'm almost there, and then, like, it's, you have come in another day, and like, everything is hopeless, and, and with this particular shoulder issue I have, it's, it's different than just, like, I feel a bit off from handstands, because, like, if, it seems that if I am off from handstands, now I cannot control my shoulder even remotely like I'm used to, and that's very frustrating and feels very weird. And like, sometimes I don't know how to like, okay, is it like worse? And like, you've got start getting paranoid and all of that. But on average, like I've seen kind of, there's a very slight, slow upwards trend with like getting stronger and la la la. But, um, and that has, I think has led maybe the most to my kind of changes in, in training and approach. And, that has to do with the simple word called consequences. Um, and I think that this seems to be a pretty, pretty normal human thing that like it is actual consequences that have impact on your lives, uh, life or the life of people around you that changes your behavior. Um, and this is certainly one of those where you see that, okay, uh, here there's something I, I, I cannot just keep going as normal. Business as usual isn't an option. So how can I then adapt around that? Because I'm not really ready to put everything on the shelf, but um, I'm ready to adapt and to be smarter because 
I also realized that fact that, hey, like if I want to keep these things and keep the ability level, then an adaptation around that is necessary because then I can actually prolong and I can can value longevity uh, rather than just like, okay, I, I, I need to be able to do these things five days a week. No, you don't. You like you might lower the uh, the ambition level several days a week, which is basically what I've been doing lately, and which I've felt is kind of a uh, seems to be much more kind of sustainable practice for me nowadays. And I'd, I'd urge several people, particularly people who train past their handstand and one arms, and like if you have the strength elements included in your handstand weekly training, I'd recommend you to at least. Give these the the following ideas. I'll outline a little bit of a of, of a try. Um, because like what I spoke about earlier, this you have this kind of this prolonged sense of 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 uh, consistency when you do the same things. Your body's used to that, and that's what you do. There's not much recovery time, so expecting that the body will like super compensate and get significantly stronger over a six week period or whatever week period uh when you're when you're training it a lot and you're not allowing it the time to to um, adapt further because you're constantly just in like the this uh, what's it called um like you're not in complete recovery you're always in incomplete recovery so like you've recovered far enough so you can repeat but you haven't actually gotten much further of course, this is also complicated with handstands since it's technical and like you have all of these like factors that come into it that aren't just like, okay, are you able to produce more force or not? Or are you able to like relax your nervous system, whatnot, to get further into a split? There's there's many, there are many components, it's complicated. But um what I do now and what I think is can be very useful, particularly for people that feel they need a change in their training, is just like Step one, and I think this is also one that a lot of people are very, uh, how to say, uh, guilty of. And that is like, you go into training trying to achieve something um, on almost a daily basis, even on a weekly basis. Like you're trying to breach that record. You're trying to like do a good one. You're trying to do like a better one on, than you've ever done. Like it's very easy to think like that. Okay, you want to go up and you, because like, that's the thing. If you do have that, you you want to go up and do the best one you've ever done every time. That would be awesome, right? If that would be even remotely feasible. But I think there is a bit of that in each attempt, like you, because you want to go up and you want to do a good one. You wanna you wanna feel that it's easy and effortless. And you like ideally, if we all could, then we would always go up and do the best one. Um, but due to this, it becomes like you come in and you're trying to get a little bit of a kick. You're trying to get a little bit of like have fun because you manage something and uh, you might run your basics and then you might end up trying stuff. Like, well, yeah, I want to try this one or try that one. And then it just becomes a lot of just like throwing your, like let's say one arms and you try to like touch your knee in the straddle, but you're not really there, but you keep, you try like 18 times and you never manage, you manage maybe one time. And that was a bit cool, but you've spent a hell of a lot of time and energy to actually not doing very much. Uh, and I think that there is a time and a place for that type of training. And I do that too. But what I do nowadays much more is that like, since I know that, okay, I I don't try to do all of the hardest things every session. Like 
I used to have this thing where I'd run basically all the vocabulary almost every session. I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't see the point. And even with stuff like like switches, for example, I've had great progress, like training them like once or twice a week. And I just make, I do a bunch. Like, and I, like I was doing like the, the switches where you cross your hands and like jumping to legs together. And I had really hard stuff like one day and I did a bunch and like it beats your wrists a bit and there's a lot of stuff. But okay, then you're done. I've done my switches for the week. And I was like, hey, is that, this is okay. And then you're like, it sneaks into the back of my mind. Oh, is this okay? Is that enough? Maybe, maybe I should do some switches tomorrow or some day after you start bargaining and thinking like, okay, you need to do this, need to do that. No, just leave it. You've done some switches, go on, do something else. Like, and then like I had done a hard bunch of hard switches and that was fun. Next day I'm coming in and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty, pretty sore in the neck and stuff. Cause I, I just jumped around on my fucking arms for a couple of hours. What should I do? Hmm. Okay, and I went in and I was like, okay, Figa didn't feel very well because like, okay, I couldn't push my shoulder high enough because I just jumped around my arms. Okay, it makes sense. Did a little bit of flags. Okay, I felt fine. Didn't do a whole lot. I didn't do a full two and a half hour handstand session. I did a couple of flags, fiddled around a little bit with a couple of ideas and then I was kind of done. Like, it, it, like, so what I do nowadays is like I have focus on, on certain things and then several days a week i allow it to just be pretty low key and i'm sure many of you that listen and i've done this myself is like oh yeah today i'm gonna have like a light session i'm just gonna go in and do like a recovery day and, just, and then you just go in there and you just do the same shit you just you just did the full session it wasn't great it wasn't terrible but you it was no rest day it was no recovery it was no light session you spent two and a half hours doing house that but like you didn't do the hard one so you're like oh yeah and then you're like, oh, that's, that's not so heavy. But like, yeah, you spend two and a half hours and you were on your arms all the time. So, well, what, what can you expect for the next session that's supposed to be your hard one then? So this is how I kind of deal with things much more now. And I have several sessions that are pretty light a week uh, where there's not a hell of a lot happening. Like I, take, I play it a bit by kind of feeling because um, that's the type of training style that I have in general. Like it, it's semi-planned, but it's like it's... It's a bit by feeling, but like I allow myself to to just like throw in the towel pretty quickly if I just not interested or not like um, not feeling it, not having fun, not just not if it's just not there. And of course, this is also one thing that comes a lot with with maturity in the sense that like handstands are still fun to me. I still enjoy it, but it's not this like whoa, this is crazy cool like it used to be when I got into circus school. I'm I, done this for 15 years now it's like it's, it's still fun but like it's it's not that hard to put away anymore as it was and of course that's a process too in its own but i think that's very useful um so basically what i do is yeah coupling i have two sessions a week approximately that are like okay these are these are hardcore more sessions there's one where i do like technical stuff such as yeah switches and things like this that like i want to demand like high high precision, high technique, I need to be kind of ready for it and so on. I usually don't do that after a rest day because I usually feel a bit off after a rest day, which is a classic. Uh, so I do that maybe like one or two days after the rest day where like, I'm okay, I'm a bit more in the body, haven't done. And then again, after rest day, like I don't do like a mega session. Like I come in, I just feel, feel it out a bit, kind of look upon it as a warm up for the week is what I like to call it. And I... I need to also say here that I'm not always successful in all this. Sometimes I get pulled away too, or you just like, 
your emotional resilience isn't there and you end up being a fucking idiot like it happens that it's you're human but i'm talking about what you're aspiring to do here over time so um but yeah let's say i do like the, the switchy and technically technique stuff um and then i have like a couple of other lighter days i see a little bit how i feel and then i have this one day a week which is hard as absolute fuck uh where i go uh full on and when i mean full on it's kind of my strength day it's like i i, I blast a hundred percent um and the reason i do this nowadays is because uh, this is what i did when i lived in copenhagen some years ago and i had the best progress of hand balancing i've ever had uh, I remember that I'd be, when I, when I lived there, I was much more like, I was very rigid. I'm like, okay, I would have, I used to have one rest day a week only then. Now I usually have like uh, two usually. Um, but what I was doing then is like, I would not touch any of, for example, like all the strength moves such as like, uh, yeah, heavy one, like one arm pressing or like one arm to crocodile or like just things that demand a ton from your shoulders or stuff like, um, yeah, planche and all this stuff. Like, I'd kind of just not do that at all during the week. Like, no, no meddling, no piddling with it, no, like, I uh, just try a bit. I just left it alone, came in once a week, and I just went pretty damn hard at it, and then I just left it alone for an entire week. And this was something, like, classic. Then it's like, the, the, it comes sticking into your head. What if that isn't enough? Maybe I should just do a bit, just do that, and, 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 and. And it's not necessary. Like if you go pretty hard, you're actually you're overloading your body. You're asking your body a question to uh, significantly adopt, uh, adapt um, uh, to the load you've given it. And if that load is, is significant enough, you need time, and then you need, of course, rest days after such a heavy session. Uh, but what I have kind of always and this is very stupid, but like the kind of the intuitive head is like, oh, I rested two days. Now I should be recovered. Now I should have super compensated. But like, it's it doesn't really work like that. And like you, it takes several more days before those actually, before there's actual gains, before there's actually like your body's like ready to exert a lot more force or like go a lot longer, etc. Like you, you might need more time. And that will, of course, be like sort of proportional to how hard you train. Um, and for me, I've found that like where I thought that I needed like for for increases in endurance or strength and stuff, I needed to like train it every like second or third day, which again, it can work for some people. It definitely can work. I've seen a lot of especially younger people who who seem to have gains on that and including me when uh, back back some years ago. But nowadays, it seems, seems like if I take five to seven days in between those hard sessions, it's what is interesting and what I like is that I can be sure to have a session a week where I make progress. And that is pretty significant. Imagine that you're actually making sure that you're making some sort of progress weekly in hand balancing at high level. That is, that is outstanding. Uh, and I think that's really cool because I, I, I remember when I did this in Copenhagen, it worked really well. Then I got to the point where all of the things were so easy. I started to do them a lot more often uh, and they became kind of part of, of, of normal vocabulary. And then I got injured. And when I re started returning to doing those things, I, I asked my body the same. Like I demanded to do them often. But the body, I mean, you, you're not there. 
suddenly you're not there like I talked about. There's you're different, different circumstances. So asking the body the same question was ridiculous. But I tried and I tried and I tried and I ended up getting a bad shoulder injury from, from, from it instead of being smart and taking steps back. So being like being smart around these things and I'm like when I said what I said just now that like making like gains every week I'm, I'm not talking about large strides here of course but what I've noticed is and it's not like always the same things that get better but it's been very evident like over the last like three four months how I'm like oh hey there's just that feels a bit better like it hasn't been like that in a while or like oh that was easy like there's a lot of those kind of sensations that come in uh because I guess I'm just, I let the body rest up and let the tissues uh, adapt, let the neuro nervous system get better at its task because that takes time. I mean, the the, adapt, the adaptive kind of plasticity of the body is, it, it demands several days and not just kind of, okay, I haven't done a handstand for 24 hours. Now I demand to be better. Like, no, it doesn't even work like that. And I think that is also, this is very bro science, but I think, uh, for this classical thing that a lot of people experience that you're worse after rest day uh i think that like you, you're 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 kind of in like your body's in high stress mode in in one sense and i don't mean just like stress in the sense that like it's panicky or anything it's just like you, you're you're in the work mode or your body's turned on uh and then to do the task constantly and then you stop you don't do it and your body relaxes your body kind of goes into a little bit different state perhaps there's even things such as like your I don't know if this is true, but stuff that like your your like the the average kind of tension in 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 the fibers are just slightly less. So when you come in and you're more loose, more relaxed, like you might not be as fast in your responses. I don't know. Uh, that's how it feels sometimes. If that is an actual kind of physiological thing, it's is uh, probably uh, up to debate. I, I it's not my expertise, but uh, you also have just like the the, the fact that like your like you, your your body goes into kind of more rest and recovery uh, phase, and then you've rested for one day. You come in and you demand the same, and you're frustrated. Hey, why doesn't it work? Well, you're you you're not done resting yet, you know. Like, and that I think is the tricky part with hand balancing because there is a component of technique of precision of all this stuff that often feels a bit off when you haven't done it for a day or two. Like this will be individual, but. Like it's, uh, I, I see that among like most people on higher levels that like they feel a bit like, ah, oh, shit, I don't feel the same now after I have, after rest day, like that rest day becomes a rust day or that rest, uh, rust day follows rest day, basically. Um, and I feel that too. It's, uh, it's definitely something that I've noticed a lot of times. And sometimes it's even been when I haven't done handstands for many days and you think that you'll get, I technically should be recovered now. Why does it work? I don't know. But using that uh, like using the uh, feeling of being wonky after having days off as evidence for rest not being needed that's garbage uh, and that's what i did uh, for a long time too remember the gymnastics coach in circus school he threw a shoe at me once almost because he's like yeah but just take the fucking week weekends off man and i was like yeah 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 i'll do it i didn't so <laughs> you know it, it didn't help um no wonder i struggled learning a couple of things because like i never i never took the time off i needed and he was he was older he knew what he was talking about he had seen people come and go he had like he he knew what long term meant i didn't uh, and 
now I am now I am that guy. I'm literally him telling people to uh, scale back a bit in in that sense and to yeah uh, try to think of the development, the kind of the achievement uh, more as kind of processual than like yeah the the idea of trying to go up and do the best one always. Um, I think it's there are other more nuanced, better things to look for than that. And um, also in relation to all of these things, uh, just a couple of like kind of quick tips uh, in, in, towards the end. And one of them is like, I've said this many times before, and so has Emmet, that once you, when, when you do stuff, um, like even if you do one of these very short sessions, you just come in, like just do like some basics. Let's say you're just working on two arm stuff, like. Your you make your your skill level is at like yeah you're doing for example for example like stomach to wall weight shifts and like you're working on your like tuck and straddle and like stuff stuff like that like you come in you do a little bit of it but like you don't challenge your limits in any way but like you you've done it a few times uh, it wasn't the best it wasn't the wasn't amazing but you do one like like you you finish your handstand by going down in a pike and you do like a pike negative. And you were able to just, okay, I, I, I felt a little bit of tension in an area I didn't before. I, I slowed my legs down for like a second where I usually don't. Hmm. Okay, an observation, something happened. And looking for these things, like these kind of signifiers of yeah, progress, uh, because progress is very often experienced as difference. Like there's, there's some, something happened. What was it? Okay, note that to yourself. You don't need to write it down. You might as well. Uh, but... Uh, Note it to yourself. Something happened there. Like, for example, here the other day, I had had a session where I was working on some stuff, and I do a rep, I fail it, but I'm like, oh hey, I felt that tension right there. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Like that was like that was there's a lot of power right there. Okay. Didn't get it. Who cares? Like, but like, okay, I I felt something. I haven't felt exactly that thing in a while. Good. So like you're you so like you can be you can notice stuff. Uh, in your in from what you're doing more in or in other ways than just this like okay did i achieve the x amount of seconds or did i hold it was it was it perfect was my all these things like as they should be like you can you can notice more detailed nuances within all of this and um that i think that can be very useful if you're if you're actually uh, trying to to pace your sessions more as a kind of a curve with with peaks and valleys through a week or a month um, rather than just like you're trying to peak and you're trying to plateau it and just you're trying to brute force that plateau to always go upwards because that is literally what uh, I see um, or not necessarily I see but like I think there's there's that's that's what we all would want it to be but it just doesn't work like that and the valleys are necessary and to like accommodate for the valleys accommodate for the valleys in your in your practice rather than having them come as disappointments when you're coming in and okay i'm gonna definitely do today i mean it sucks okay this hand face of oh i'm sucks so bad blah, 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 blah. so like accommodate for the fact that okay well like you're, you're not going to train mega hard each day like you can you can really allow yourself to come in and just do seven fucking handstands and be done with it like it's it's allowed and it can be actually what you need to do and it can be um 
I think also over time for longevity, if you're in for the long haul with these kind of things, you're going to go through injuries, you're going to go through changes of life situation, you're going to go through all of these things that are going to change how much you can and even might want to do with it. And being being ready to kind of accommodate to, to that, I think is important so that like you don't uh, end up being a moron. And just another like example of that, like uh, right now for me is, because uh, I was training a lot of like breakdancing power moves like the last half year. I started training, retraining it a little bit in October last year and I had like pretty damn good progress and it was really awesome. And I like it's one of the things that I really kind of want to have a last blaze of glory for, uh, with before I kind of uh, get too old for all that crap since it's super hard on the body, especially when I'm trying to like combine it with like performing high level hand balancing stuff. But I want to like I want to I want to have a spin at it, uh, but I just noticed like through the through the spring that like hey like I don't have the time like it it's like I'm performing I was doing like two different shows they are really heavy. I was traveling and I tried to squeeze it in every time like I had the time to do so. But what did I actually achieve by squeezing it in? I never had an elongated period of time to make significant progress I could keep. So all I did was go in and do training, which actually wouldn't give me much results because there would be too long time between doing that training and getting a similar quality training in to, to make something happen. So all I was doing was adding tiredness onto a tired body from performing, from traveling, from all of this crap. So actually like what I did right now, and I, I had some time here during summer, I was like, okay, I really want to get back to it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to perform all of, all of August. It's not going to work. I'm not going to get better because I'm going to get to a point. It's going to stop there because like I can't progress as I'm going to do all those performances. I won't do anything during that month. I'm just going to be feeling like I have to restart again when I come back in like September uh, and go back home. So what's the point then? Like, there is no point. So I decided, okay, I, cut, I just cut that away. I just stop for the time being. Then I retrain later. And when I have time to, to make progress on it, and guess what? It's good for my handstands too. Probably good for recovery of shoulder, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, like being smart around things like this. Like, can, is there a point? Can you accommodate for the things um, that you want to work on, and or might it just be better to um, uh, to cut away from some things, focus on certain things, get better at those, and then move on. Um, and I remember also back from like the breaking days, like one of the guys that developed the most. Uh, in the fastest amount of time, it was insane. He just got all the moves because what he would do, he would just do one. I remember him. He just come, came in. He did nothing with head spins for like three months. He had a murder head spin after like a like only working for that day in day out. And then like okay, just okay, it was the next thing. And he kept his head spins. He would do it now and then. But he was so hardwired that like when he went on to the next thing, he would keep it and he would do the same for the next thing. And then he would do like, then he would put both of those on the back burner and then he would like go to the next thing. And it was incredible because he wasn't worried about trying to like fit in everything, every single session. So I think there's definitely a lot to, to take away from such a, a way of thinking. Um, particularly if you are in like yeah, either changing life situations or like similar type of um, um, changes happening in your life or in your training or injuries or whatnot, like give give yourself the ability to to adapt around them and do what you can in an efficient manner and you're probably going to thank yourself for it particularly long term and i mean it's hand balancing 
nothing happens short, short term. Everything is long term and everything is pretty uh, up and down. Uh, and last thing I'd like to say before rounding up this uh, solo ramble of almost 40 minutes is um, um, now I entirely forgot what I was going to say, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, this has been the Handstand Cast with only me. And next week, Emmett Lewis is probably back. Cheers. The Handstand Cast is brought to you by Handstand Factory and is produced by Motion Impulse. Thanks for tuning in. You can find a full transcript of each episode, along with the show notes and any relevant references on handstandfactory.com slash podcast. Thanks to Isaac for editing and Jordan for transcriptions. Music by Daniel Horworth. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com or consider starting one of our Handstand Factory online programs. Links are in the show notes.